Hello there, you're listening to the Acts 29 Europe podcast. Conversations on church planting in Europe. My name is Steve Robinson. I'm a pastor of a church in Liverpool. And along with my co-host Dan Steele from Oxford, we want to hear from different guests about what God is doing in different contexts in the vast expanse of Europe. To be better informed and encouraged to know how to be praying and to, under God, plant more and healthier churches that thrive and flourish as they take the message of Jesus into a world that needs to hear him. Hello guys and welcome to the Acts 29 Europe podcast. It is great to have you with us and my name is Steve Robinson, one of the hosts and I'm with my good friend Dan Steele. Dan, how are you doing? Hello mate, I'm all right, I'm okay. Are you doing well? Mate, this is, uh, I think we're in February. I think we're in February. I know that we're in February. It's the 11th of February. It's my mother's birthday. But this is the first time we have podcasted since November. So it's been a while since I've been able to see your beautiful face and talk with you. It's been good. It's been good. I'm pretty sure you've got me as a screensaver on your phone, haven't you? (laughs) I've got it. MC Steely Dan. MC Steely Dan. And uh, are they new headphones you're wearing there? Are they new headphones? Do you know what? These are, I got them a couple of years ago, but somebody very, I'm not going to say who, but somebody very kindly online said, listen, I've got these uh, these Bluetooth headphones that I don't use, these wireless headphones. Would you like them? Because I was asking for wisdom on wireless headphones and a very kind, very generous church pastor that we will both know just off the record said, here, have these. I don't use them. So there we go. That's like great. That's great. Yeah, I really like them. It's a shame that actually we can't show video on the podcast because if that really kind church planter <laughs> saw the headphones that I'm wearing, he would respond <laughs> in generosity and buy me a new set, a new set. Anyway, Christmas, bro. Uh, I know we're in February. It feels like yeah. a long time ago, but how, how was Christmas for you and your family? Uh, i got one word for you, five letters. It's, it's not Wordle. It is COVID. I know Wordle. COVID. Mate, we got, we got COVID just before Christmas, so everything got cancelled. Um, yeah, so it was suboptimal, as we say in our house. Uh, it wasn't ideal. And then the crazy thing is my delightful wife manages to miss it. And then now, then she gets it about two weeks ago. And it's, I think we're day 15 or 16, and she is still testing positive. You're joking. That's oh, nuts, no. isn't it? That is I'm nuts. Sorry. That's oh, sorry, mate. So we go. Here we go. So I, okay. I had a day off yesterday. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. oh, keep yeah. going. Thanks, I want mate. to tell you, my Christmas was amazing, but I feel really <laughs> bad by saying that because clearly yours was destroyed by COVID. Uh, right, I, my, just just rub, rub it in, bro. Rub it in. Well, I will do. I <laughs> saw my brother and his wife and kids for the first time in three years, which was great. Yeah, uh, I, I think I saw, I think you posted some photos and I was like, oh, there's all these robos with yeah, kind of yeah. variations on a theme, like beards and slick back hair. and uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm part of a big family. We've got a big family. It's the first time. All my mum and dad's kids and their spouses and yeah, yeah, yeah. their grandchildren have all been together at Christmas for the uh, first time in 21 years. Can you believe wow. that? It was amazing. Yeah. So there was 30 of us. It was carnage. We're like a small nation, the Robinsons. We're like a small <laughs> nation. Well, come on, be honest. Were there squabbling and fights and stuff? Was no. it like you were no, teams again? We, you got on? We, no, we had a great time. We got we got we got on. Like we had to negotiate around COVID stuff. No one got COVID, but we had to negotiate what was best thing to do and how to do all that. Things were great. We had a great, great time. So it it was wonderful. So it's great. I'm glad we're back doing this, mate, and glad that we're going to be having some conversations with some wonderful people all around the continent. 
Quite right, quite right. Mason, go, I've got, here's, my, here's my left field question. What was your worst Christmas present? The worst Christmas that I've... Uh, no, what, this year or ever? Present, yeah. Worst Christmas present this year. Oh, this year? Oh, man. Come on. I'm trying, on to, I'm try, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything of this year, but i tell you what I did get a few years ago. Yeah, I got a pet a ped egg. Do you know what a ped egg is? I've got no idea. What is that? A ped egg, right, is a special <laughs> little tool. And it looks like a cheese grater, but you right. had to use it for your feet. For your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I got a few years oh. ago. I come but Sean bought it me. Sean bought it me. All right. Oh just God. just for those who've listened to the podcast will know that my Sean made reference to my horrendous feet. So it's it's been an ongoing theme for our married life. She bought me a ped egg. Which is like a pedicure oh. thing. It's like a cheese grater, basically. That's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's, so, that's the worst presents I've ever received this year. I, I you know, I, I did okay. I think. Mate, it's, what, it's February. Sh- I've forgotten. I've forgotten already. <laughs> you got already. The, the, those yeah. things that I was gonna get a Christmas that would totally satisfy me, I've come to realise don't satisfy me. And I can't even remember what I've got. That's amazing, mate. <laughs> well, but speaking of a beautiful feet that bring good news, hey, see what it is. I like, I like um, what you do. I like what you do. We are very, very happy to have Etienne coming today, um, who's of mm. church planted in Paris. Um, Etienne, give us some broad introduction to you. Tell us about yourself, your family, and how have you come to plant the church in Paris? Um, really, really good to have you with us, by the way. Hi, everybody. I'm really happy to, to be with, with you, too. Um, and I'm r- quite happy that you didn't ask me the same questions. So, yeah, I'm Etienne. I'm 48 uh, since um, a, few day, a few days before. Um, I'm married to Laurence uh, since 1996. And we have three children. Saraline. He's 22. Eve Mary, he's 19. And Niels, he is 15. And um, so at, at first, as regards to come to plant a church in Paris, at first, I was a pastor for 10 years without any church planting culture or models even. Uh, rather, my culture, so the way I was brought up and trained was be a good pastor in an existing church, faithful and loving the Lord, loving his word, loving his church, and be confident in the power and all sufficiency of the gospel, save the lost and change the saved in the image of Christ. That, that was my culture, which is not that bad, actually. But, <laughs> but secondly, secondly, our first discovery of a, of, of, a church planting, of a church planting culture, something as an important important parts of uh, the mission of the church was when we spent one year at St. Helens Bishop's Gate in London. And do you, do you know the church? Yeah, very, very, very helpful. Very, um, a key, a key church in, in London, amongst others. But um, there, there, we, we did not only come to, to meet and get acquainted with the life uh, friends, <laughs> but uh, we did uh, we did also see the gospel at work within uh, the church, and also its power to build, send people into the world to live it out and proclaim it through new plants elsewhere in London. So it was it, it was a key conviction in St. Helens. And it's it's weird because you you might you might think oh it's a big established church. Uh, it's a it's um it's an Anglican church right in the middle of the city, 
they will focus on people inside, but actually the gospel culture there uh, uh, encouraged them to to think uh, thoroughly about how can we send, lose people, lose money, send people elsewhere in London to carry on the job of um, mm. um, spreading the gospel elsewhere. So that was our okay. first shock, if you want. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Secondly, um, or, or, uh, there was Edward, Edward Nelson, uh, a friend sure. of mine, dear friend. Have you heard of him? Yeah, so he's, he's um, so Laura, his wife, is actually my wife's cousin. So we know ah, him very yeah, well. yeah, you know him then. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he passed away uh, 18 months ago. And um, Philip, about whom I will be speaking uh, later on, and yeah. himself, uh, we, we were um, a trio of uh, accountability together. So close, close friends. Correct. And um, Edward, apart uh, the fact that he was a, a friend, also mm. had, had already made the step to plant a new church in Paris amongst a French evangelical small world mm. for whom planting a church was the last thing one should do. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> uh, the, the culture was, let's focus on the existing churches and do uh, um, uh, faithful work, but in a way also quite timid as regards to new churches. And, and sometimes even new churches as seen as threatening to the existing churches. And when it's a small world as, as ours, you can understand that easily. So, but uh, uh, Ed and Laura uh, were, as you know, uh, um, courageous in, 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 uh, uh, in uh, incarnating and leading a new culture, uh, not frightened, but also very kind to the existing culture but trying to change the model and to show by themselves and their ministries the, a, a, a model of, a, of church planting. So since we were friends, we discussed a lot. He was fishing us a lot <laughs> again and again and again. And uh, yeah, he was hammering on my head. And, yeah, it was a very, very, sometimes a pain in the neck, but actually he managed, he managed to show me something. Edward was not only very accurate, on the huge needs for the gospel in France, which moved our hearts already, but even more in Paris. You might think, well, Paris is big, there are numerous churches, but actually there, the, the existing churches were packed with people living in the suburbs and not trying to reach people living within the two million people, inhabitants within Paris. Hmm. And uh, and not that efficient in doing so when they wanted to, because you you see you see you see the difficulty um, when you live in the suburb. You take you commute at least one hour to Paris all the week, and if you have um, a friend next door where you you live, and if you make friend with them, and if you want to bring them along to church, you. You're not telling them, oh, take the suburban train and one more hour and, and reach our church. So actually it was the existing churches, even if they wanted to, were not that efficient in the way to reach inhabitants within Paris. So he sh Edward managed to show that to us and changed our way to see the churches in Paris. So 
um, uh, he um, he showed us the. He was convinced in a way. He was convinced in depth mm-hmm. uh, that the urgent need to reach people for Christ was to happen through new churches, in key locations in Paris, in hubs. You, you see, in in mm. places where people could easily easily commute within Paris, and then from these key hubs, sending new churches more remote uh, in little villages in Paris, which you couldn't reach directly, but through these big hubs. So he he Mm -hmm. worked hard in doing that, in calling people to do so with him. And he called us, and again and again, and finally managed, as I was saying before, to open our eyes on the emergency. And so the need for the gospel in central Paris became the engine that pushed us to make the step. And lastly, I'm long, sorry, but I wanted to be precise on this. Lastly came Philip Muir. Do you know him? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah we, we've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to, to go with Theophilus, his, Theo, his son, to, oh. to France, Irlande, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, instead de France. Oh, the Six really? Nations tournament, wow. and oh, wow. I really hope that we will win. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Sexton is not playing actually, uh, so we might have a small chance because uh, <laughs> Ireland is really the the Irish side is really really efficient this year. So yeah, mm. apart from this, Philip uh, <laughs> Moore came uh, in our life uh, just in the same time as Edward and. Um, he had already gone through the Acts 29 assessment in his suburb church, and because he wanted to uh, to to be to have a network um, who was fit to encourage him to build and to uh, to to plant new churches around him, and since we discussed a lot, and since Edward was calling us to think uh, through all uh, these things. Um, he really reached our deep conviction that to make sure that the new project of a new church would happen in a sound way, both faithfully to the word and relevant to the place where we wanted to plant, we had to be equipped and part of a like-minded network. And, and, and this, this is how we came to, to get, we, we got to, to know uh, Acts 29 through Philip and also very easily how do you say in English? You tick the boxes? Yeah, tick the boxes. Uh, yeah, yeah, very easily. So, so to make it short, the Lord moved us to plant a church in Paris through his word and through great, dear great. friends. Sure, I love it. Thank you. Um, could you just tell us a, a bit about your church? So what does, uh, say you are Eglise Saint-Lazare? Uh, uh, forgive, my, forgive my awful French. It's, a, it's an open A, so Lazare. Lazare, okay. Ah, yeah, well done. Yeah. I was going to tell you that, Dan. I was going to tell you that. <laughs> uh, have a go. Sorry, Etienne, Etienne jumped in. <laughs> Saint-Lazare. Saint-Lazare. <laughs> ouais. Pas mal. <laughs> Not worth, there we go. Um, <laughs> tell us a bit about your church. Église Saint-Lazare, uh, yeah, we, we, started, we started the projects in, um, in the year 2016-2017. And um, we, this was one of the spots we had um, spotted with, with Edward 
So the hubs I was speaking before. And it's a, it's a big, Saint-Lazare is, first of all, a big, big uh, station, train station, uh, where a, a huge amount of people commute to Paris and where there are uh, a mixture of um, uh, offices and inhabitants in the same area around the, the, the train station, like many other train stations in, in, in big cities in the world, I, I guess. But um, uh, we decided also to plan the, a church here, not only because it was a hub, but because in the 8th uh, district, arrondissement, as we say, and in the 9th district together, and, and the, the train station is on the hinge of the two districts, um, there were no French-speaking evangelical churches for more than 150,000 inhabitants. So actually, <laughs> the need was huge. Um, other churches, but not liberal, uh, not uh, not evangelical, but liberal, or evangelical, but not French speaking. So, for for example, one small Korean speaking church. I don't know why. <laughs> so we we gathered a bunch of people there, uh, 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 being uh, members of existing churches, and we wanted to build a project that was um, consistent with the area where we wanted to plant, but also built with the existing churches in the hope that it would help them celebrate the project and come to a conviction that planting a new church was a good idea. So we, we, the first year, which I called year zero, we built a first core, a, uh, and um, uh, we reached uh, 40 people, children included, in the end of this first year. So in this first year, we just uh, built the, t- the team, uh, showed the project, taught Philippians, because we thought that uh, we, we, didn't want, we didn't want to, to give that the input was only ideas or uh, methods or recipes we wanted we wanted the conviction of of our core people to come to 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 flow from the text and we thought that actually philippians was a good way good way to do that because because paul is showing how we can be a partner for the gospel as a church and giving all the tools we need actually to to be a church and since then we we had uh, to find a place and the place we found, we decided to call it Saint Lazare Church, not evangelical, not Baptist, not Christian, not Protestant, but Saint Lazare Church because of the, of the location. And we thought that it was easier for the people living here to come to the church without any enable. And they would see what we were all about just in connecting with us and interacting with the people uh, of the church. And so we, we had to find a place. And the place we found was after a long time of looking for a place. And I I guess that all the people who are now looking for a place to do church know what I'm speaking about. It's really hard in in the hyper center of the church, of of the word cities, to world cities, to, to find a place. And we had not found anything for months, months. Really, it was discouraging. And one neighbor, who was the mother of our son, told me once in the streets, right in the middle of nowhere, 
um, you know, for your singer, um, there is the, this this cinema movie theater. You know, your thing. Uh, you, you mean my church? Yeah, yeah, your thing. Just uh, so I didn't have, I, I had not spotted at all this place in my in my inquiries, and I had not looked for it. And she said, uh, "Yeah, it's uh, right next to Saint Lazare train station." And she just told me, "Have a go," and disappeared. So I had a, <laughs> I went there, and actually the guy were, was very open in this cinema theater, movie theater, and told us, oh, "Wow, Protestants in my cinema, welcome!" <laughs> and it was very encouraging. And the Lord opened the only door. The Lord opened was the only door we did not open ourselves. Incredible, do you don't you think? So since then we we meet in in this movie theater. And we rest all, all the all, all, all the so the the bread and butter the the the, the soil the soil of of, of uh, our church are the midweek groups where we train people where we equip them with the gospel and from where we send them in in daily life to be um, um, partners missionaries for the gospel. Amazing, Etienne. I think it's wonderful to hear. Um, your story that, that is very much rooted in um, gospel legacy of Edward's encouragement of you, yeah. which must be incredibly encouraging for you as you reflect on that. Yeah. And it's just wonderful to hear, obviously, from his passion that has been shared with you regarding the need of seeing people come to Christ in Paris and for you then, obviously, to, to, to be part of embarking on that and him seeing some of that, and then by God's grace to hear what's happening now uh, through the cinema and people coming to know the Lord Jesus. Just wonderful to 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 hear that and to to hear that gospel legacy of of him, mm. and also also how Philip has encouraged you and worked with you with Acts twenty nine. And part of 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 one of the blessings that we get to be able to speak to people is to hear um, how how God uses people both his people and it sounds like your neighbor as well, <laughs> yeah. your neighbor as well. Uh, you know, uh, I'm assuming she's not a believer. No. And, and then also hearing how Acts 29 has been able to be, to, to sort of underpin some of that and to work with that, to help guide it in different ways. My question that I've got to you as, as somebody that's a Frenchman, that's got a passion for Paris, for his people. And I assume a passion for the French speaking world as well how can acts 29 how can acts 29 best serve the french speaking world both in france and further abroad hmm. actually let us remain keep on going at, at acts 29 <laughs> i mean <laughs> the culture is just relevant in the way we are doing things i mean the network is people we are acts 29 so actually uh, the way through which I entered into the conviction was through friends and through people, and actually that's the way we that's the way of acts twenty nine uh, yeah. I, I guess you agree uh, mm. you agree with that so I, I would say that um as regards to the french uh, the french speaking world um I don't want to push open doors. 
uh, to open open doors. But uh, I want to repeat things. We want you to pray for us uh, as we need yeah. these things to keep on going. So remain so that we would remain focused and united in the vision. Mm. So that's, uh, let, thank you if you can, if you can pray that um, the Lord would keep us faithful to him and to his gospel in, in our character in our, and in our convictions and in our mm. capacities. Mm. Um, if, if, you, if you go through the distinctives of Acts 29, our need would touch to any of the letters. I would say, we we really need we really need to um, to develop a, a good assessment, which is accurate and relevant to all parts of the world. And so we are working hard on that. But thank you if you can pray for that. Um, coaching, we need we need more coaches because. We, we are so small that we don't have yet enough coaches for the people who get under assessment. So we, mm. we would need to see this uh, grow. Training. We, <laughs> um, I got a dear friend who is uh, following a training in English, who is part of the network, but he's following it in English. So, we pray that we would have many more French versions uh, of, of what we're doing in English. And also, um, we want to communicate better in French for the French. And actually, we, we, <laughs> we use, and this is very helpful, the platforms, uh, English-speaking platforms. But what we need is wisdom to see how we can translate these to communicate better towards the French evangelical world and to the French-speaking world in general, and support. We we pray that not only individually, but as new churches, we would at once have a generosity culture in our DNA, if you want, so that we would be ready uh, from the very beginning to lose money and people and energy and time for the sake of the gospel elsewhere. And this is, this is what we need, actually. Um, perhaps one last thing, and you, you might ask uh, something else if you, if you think it's, it's uh, relevant and useful, but uh, it would be um, a renewed general culture of church planting that would add many more workers in the harvest. We need, we need, we need people. And, and if in the English-speaking world, there are people who are gifted in languages, who are trained in the other churches, uh, in the gospel, uh, uh, in the other churches in, in Acts 29 network, who would be ready to leave in order to 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 reach the the harvest field in in French speaking Europe and also Africa, it would be really great. So, um, perhaps you you ask something about uh, French speaking Africa. Uh, 
these are the same the same needs but i i i would say that we we the links between french speaking europe and french speaking africa are are very close because we have friends who serve already there and uh, both european and africans and i i i guess that they they need our prayers and our money to do the job well in order to to um, prepare well the soil for an autonomous, faithful network in Africa. So they are part of the emerging regions uh, with Act 29, but also connected to us, and we want to be supporting them uh, as we can uh, as a French-speaking Europe. So um, money, people, and with all that, faithfulness to the gospel to become a sound, autonomous region in Africa, so that we can withdraw uh, after five, ten, or fifteen years, and focus on other other regions to help. That's thank you so much. That's it's such an encouragement to hear. One of the things we've um, experienced a number of times in these conversations is just little ways in which different regions are linked together, and yeah. it's just such an encouragement to, to hear where there's expertise in one place because of a very similar cultural language or situations. Context, and again. But- and again, yeah. uh, Dan, it's yeah. through people. Yeah, people. Through friends. Absolutely. Again, yeah. we say. need that. Um, can I, one thing uh, Philip mentioned, Etienne, uh, as we asked him, hey, what were some good questions be to ask you? He, he, he said maybe you could talk a little bit about other responsibilities that you have um, in terms of your role. You're, you're, a, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a planter. Um, but you've got different responsibilities too, as, as well as that. Could you share a bit of that and how that works with kind of your your role within A29 and how that works too? Yeah, yeah. We we need to make choices as regards to our uh, commitments to elsewhere than the local church, and we want to be very cautious on that. But uh, in in a in a network which is small, in an in evangelical world. Uh, which is a week, like in the French-speaking Europe, we have to think um, thoroughly on what to choose as external commitment. So my first uh, commitment, uh, uh, besides the church, is uh, being a president of Act 29 French-speaking Europe. I'm trying to do my best to coordinate things and to see who could be the right people at the right place in order to develop the, the, the movement. So I, I'm, I'm working on that. And um, I'm convinced that it's consistent with my local commitment. Uh, and I think um, we, we, we start having new, faithful, able people who can take good care of, uh, of um, areas of work, like uh, someone who, who is really looking after uh, assessment in the right way someone who is uh, doing good communication we need that so I'm, I'm starting to see that i'm not alone and i will be able to count on faithful and able people to do that so this is this is huge this is a huge work because uh, potentially the need is 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 huge so my second uh, um, commitment is um, PLP, Prêche la parole, so preach the word, after 2 Timothy 3, uh, 2 Timothy 4, uh, 2. That's my key conviction as regards to expository preaching. 
Uh, I know that it's not always the case elsewhere in, in the in the globally in our churches, evangelical churches. And but uh, my conviction is that if we want to be consistent in our way to lead a gospel-centered ministry, if we want to be consistent with the evangelical doctrine of scriptures, we have to speak uh, to, to to preach um, textually. We have to do expository preaching. So I'm working hard. That's that's the core of my heart, I would say, because uh, we want to see the power of our preaching flowing from a conviction well-rooted in the text, and that will make the difference. So I want to see many, 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 many pastors being trained from the beginning in, in expository preaching, keeping on going, and many more people coming to a deep conviction that this is what we have to do in in our churches. I think that it is not only what is at stake is not only a, a sound growth of our churches, but also a sound a sound evangelism. We believe mm. that the gospel is the power of God for whoever's beliefs and. We, we have to be faithful in the way we preach it. And the way to be faithful to, to it is to expound the text properly so that the heart would burn through a clear understanding of the text within the context and preach it in, in a consistent way to the, to the people listening. Um, so you, you, you will need to stop me on that because I, I will be long. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> and the, the last one... Uh, Sadly enough, I, I will have I, I have decided to withdraw from the third thing, but uh, I'm mentioning it so that you would uh, know and pray for it. Is uh, two Timothy two two, which is a new, brand new uh, association, which was um, built on uh, on uh, after Edward's death on his convictions, so that we would find a way to finance more and more apprentices, more and more people thinking through uh, thoroughly on how I could serve within the church, how I could become a church planter, how I could serve local churches. And so people give sometimes very, very generously to this structure. And we, we start seeing uh, guys, girls who think, I want to, 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 uh, to leave an apprenticeship in order to serve the Lord in the local church. And I have the means to do that, to Timothy 2.2. So we have launched it um, um, on the basis of, of, of John, who, uh, who was, who, uh, where Jesus is saying, um, uh, a grain of wheat will not bear fruits. It's not dying in the soil. So it's exactly what the Lord is doing through Edward's it's, it's bearing many, 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 many more fruits through what's That's happening great. through this, through this uh, committee. Well, we'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes so that if people want to think about whether they can support that, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. That's great. Etienne, thank you so much for sharing about what God is doing and just all those other responsibilities that you're doing as well. You know, obviously, what I love when you talk to people and you hear people, when the, when when we've had a few other people we've spoken to who've who've got other responsibilities uh, that 
seem to be initially you think outside of the local church where everything that you've just described is just going to underpin everything that you're doing in your local church and actually the, the prayer is that that it flows from that to see more people trained more churches planted and the word of god being preached all over france which which bless you brother and we're going to be praying for you yeah. Etienne, if you've listened to the podcast before right at the end of our podcast we asked a few sort of questions they're meant to be like short sharp questions they never end up being short and sharp <laughs> which is fine which is which is absolutely fine so so we're gonna we're gonna ask you a few just to get to know you a little bit more and if you know if there's anything else that can come from your wisdom and your experience so the first question is i'll do the first one dan will do the next we'll alternate and we'll go um, and then we'll finish off by praying for you first question are there any books that you, that have been especially helpful to you in your ministry that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. Don Carson's Memoirs of an Ordinary Pastor. Oh, lovely. Yeah. David A Praying Life. Oh, amazing. Tim Keller's Dieu, La Question Essentielle. So I don't know the... the, the so it's, it's the following of the reason for God. It's the last one. So key, key book, I think, to help us think uh, on, on, on our culture and Western culture and on materialism. And Francis Schaeffer, a God neither silent nor uh, far away. So that's the my translation of Dieu ni silencieux ni lointain. A key book, key book to help us think, um, yeah, and 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 be accurate and relevant in our way to to reach the people around us. Brilliant, good answers. Um, Etienne, tell us what you do for fun. <laughs> when I have fun, um, run, read, run. and sleep. Okay. Watch rugby and football. Talk and eat with friends. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That sounds so, good. That's a good answer. Out of interest, what football team do you support? Strasbourg. No. Strasbourg. Oh, not, wow. not, not Liverpool, mate. Sorry. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, no. When, when I'm playing with my, with my boy uh, on, uh, uh, on, a, on a game, um, on a screen, how do you call it? Um, like, is it FIFA or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. FIFA. Uh, yeah. I, I oh, very often take uh, Liverpool. Do you? What a shame. Yeah. yeah. Have, yeah you absolutely. Of, have you not heard of absolutely. Oxford United? What, what absolutely. absolutely. I'm sorry I, I always lo- lose, but uh, it's just <laughs> it's just a game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you'll never walk alone, Etienne. You'll never walk alone <laughs> yeah, with you with Liverpool. That's why, <laughs> that's why I, I'm doing this team. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. This is a little bit more serious, this question. A little bit more serious. Um, where are the areas where you struggle, bro? The areas where you, you struggle. And in those times, what do, you, what do you tell yourself? What do you preach to yourself? Um, I'm struggling in many, in many areas of my life. I'd say um, recognition from other people than the Lord. <laughs> Uh, very difficult and um, this this uh, seek need for feedback after the preaching after the service and again edward helped me telling me about this pastor um answering to his wife who was asking him how was it this morning <laughs> she he answered her we will see <laughs> and it was a good answer uh, so i'm i'm working on, on that uh, uh what I, what i'm what i'm doing is praying that the lord would help me see 
uh, that my identity is in, in him alone before having said a single word and even after having said a poor preaching. Um, and and, and uh, I, I, I come back to texts like Mark 4, for example, the sower who sleeps, who sleeps or, uh, or do something else, but the seed will grow. Um, or to, to Isaiah 55, my word will come, never come back to me without effects. So this helps me. There, there are so many other struggles, but this is one, one uh, recurrent struggle. Perhaps one, one more in uh, which I uh, ask you for prayers is relevance in my preaching as I'm interacting with people. So um, trying hard, working hard to reach the people in what they're living with the text so that the gospel will burn in them and reach them to Christ. This is what's, what is Brilliant. Key, key for me. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you've given us a number of things to pray for already. Yeah. Anything else before, before we pray or should we just pray? Conversions. Um, yeah. In big cities, you have a growth that comes from people coming from other churches and reaching your church. And, and this is, this is, yeah. So, Thank you if you can pray that many people in our area would would reach the, uh, Christ and w- uh, that the church growth of Saint Lazare Church would come mm. through conversions. Mm, and this is transfer. this is yeah. really this is the urgent thing to pray. And it is, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's pray now. <laughs> Father in heaven, we do we do pray for that, that Etienne's just said that um the church at Saint Lazare would um grow through new life, um, not simply through transfer or people moving into the area, but um, through uh, blind eyes open, through dead hearts brought to life. Um, uh, we, we long that as the seed is sown, that it would bear fruit in your time. Um, help them to be faithful, help them to be prayerful, help them to speak with courage and clarity and conviction. Um, and we pray that you would have people in their arrondissement um, who need to hear the gospel and who um, one day will bow the knee. Uh, please encourage them. Even this, this next year, Father, we, we pray for baptisms. We pray that there will be people who, um, who hear of the Lord Jesus, who turn to him and who want to be baptised to, to show their, their commitment to, new, to him, their, their new life. Um, so we pray for that initially, Lord. We pray for lots of what Etienne's been speaking of. We pray for his identity in you. We pray that he would rest and he would know that he is loved and accepted and valued, um, not because of what he does, um, not because of how good he is at stuff, but because of the Lord Jesus. Um, we pray that he would um, he would return to that again and again. And he would be able to um, sleep knowing that your word will do its work, that he would be trusting and confident and humble, knowing that it won't return to you empty. We pray that as he preaches, he would both be able to read and understand the text, but also read and understand people and the culture around, so that he will bring the two together and you would be pleased to to use his prep and his preaching um, to grow your people and to bring glory to yourself. 
Lord, as we've spoken as well, we pray for um, just growth of uh, a culture of planting within the French-speaking world, not just in Paris or France, but around the world. We, um, yeah, we, we pray for uh, a translation um, such that some of the good stuff that's currently only in English or in other languages would be translated into French. We think of um, reworking how we do assessment. We think of the need for people to do coaching. We think of um, yeah, translation in training and also just a, a sending of people perhaps who maybe who were good at French at school or who are willing to learn or good at languages, um, that they would be prepared to, uh, to make some hard decisions um, as they follow after the Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray even that there may be folk who listen to this podcast and this might be a first step or a step on the way to them um, considering uh, moving cross-culturally, uh, that they might share all that they have with perhaps people groups or areas or countries or cities um, where gospel witness is sparse. Um, be at work and bring conviction, we pray. Um, we pray these things not for, for our glory, um, but for, uh, for your good, um, for your glory, for the sake of your kingdom. Lord, might we be less and you be more. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Amen. Thank Etienne, you very much. Thank you so much for being with us. It's uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, God bless you all, mm. and um, yeah. thank you for your job, guys. It's it's great. It's great. Nice. Etienne, Etienne, are you going to be in Spain? Etienne? Yeah, are I was about gonna... to say, let's go to Spain. Woo! Let's go to Spain in May. So we'll uh, Etienne, we'll look we... forward to seeing you then, brother. Etienne, there will be running. There will be food. There will be friendship. Um, and friends, yeah, excellent. There will it's be. be it's going to be good. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully some sunshine as well. Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. God bless you, Etienne. Thank you so you much. See you soon. Bye. Guys, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe. Please invite your friends, and we'll see you next time. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Act Me Nine Europe podcast, conversations on church planting in Europe. Do check out the show notes for links to some of the things we've been speaking about. And we'd love it if you would subscribe and share this with your friends. And join us again in two weeks' time.